We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. The Bucks won a f***ing NBA championship. Yeah! What? What? He tries to take a pulse, baby. Watching that basketball game, like, caused health problems for me. Boogie hates racism and Chris Paul. And who cannot get on board with that platform? If I've learned a lot, this, I, I'm not going to say it. That sounds too good. That was good. Roll on. No, 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 no. The Bucks do win it all. Pat Connaughton's numbers should be in the rafters. Hey there. Welcome to the Eurostep. We are joining you live, 10 a.m. Central. We're on time. We're on time, surprisingly, for a live podcast. Hoping that we don't have too many technical issues today. I am Ty Windish, joined as always by my well-traveled and punctual co-host Rohan Kadi on a pretty exciting day here to discuss Brad Beal to the Bucks. Potentially, reportedly, we'll get into it all. But Rohan, sir, how is it going? Oh, I got, I got it. It was my fault, not Rohan's fault. Rohan's back now. One technical issue. Thank you, Chat. Um, Rohan just said he's super excited uh, about Brad Beal basically is what everyone missed. So, um, but yeah, we tried to shoot Rohan away. It didn't work. He's back. Let's talk about Bradley Beal. So the latest report is, well, first, the first team linked to Beal was the Washington Wizards or not the Wizards are, are his current team, the Miami Heat. I'm flustered. I accidentally turned off Rohan's audio. Um, but the Miami Heat were the first team interested. Um, everyone kind of expected the Heat to be all over anyone who's available. I think it was pretty clear from their playoff run that they're close, but they really do need a plus offensive creator. The Bucks, though, were the second team. And so far, these are the only two teams. The exact quote from Shams Charania is... The source granted anonymity, blah, 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 said the Miami Heat and Milwaukee Bucks are expected to be prominent suitors for Beal if he reaches the market. So it did not take long for the Bucks to get included here. I think that's kind of interesting in itself. Um, coupled, I mean, there's a couple things. So there's probably, it's going to be a Drew or Chris trade, almost certainly. Uh, Eric Name covered this in his latest for The Athletic as well, but the, the numbers just don't really add up if you try to use the mid-tier contracts. The sign-and-trade stuff doesn't really work for a couple different reasons. Actually, this could be a deal that gets done before the league year flips over um, because it's going to be a new CBA next year. So that may actually be the route they take here if this were to happen because salary matching gets harder the deeper you are in the tax in the new CBA. 
the rules in general are just kind of confusing. So if this does happen, it could happen relatively soon, quite honestly. Um, so you couldn't do a sign and trade at all in that scenario. Um, really, it just seems like the most likely thing would be a Drew Holiday construct. I think Chris Middleton is possible as well. Um, but, you know, Drew wasn't one of the people who talked to Adrian Griffin. And we said, it's interesting. I don't know if it means anything. Now they're day one interested in Bradley Beal when Drew is the most obvious candidate to go in that particular trade. You know, I'm, I'm going to I'm kind of doing this. I'm kind of doing this, Rohan. The windy, the windy. I'm a little bit. Hopefully people can hear you now. But um, yeah, I think uh, I'm kind of connected some dots and I'm kind of, are you surprised? Not really. I'm oh. not surprised. I'm not surprised too much because we, we've we talked before like about how this Bucks their season ended and about where this team is at that there would need to be significant changes coming for this team. And we already saw one domino fall and be resolved with Mike Budenholzer getting fired, Adrian Griffin being hired. I, was, I wasn't convinced that was going to be the only move, and I don't think it likely will be, considering that the Bucs at like, the first guy who's been rumored to be like, hey, he, he's available, Bucks are interested. Also, uh, speaking of Wendy, he also confirmed that the Heat and Bucks are interested. So that's just another... It's another, uh, what am I trying to say here? Uh, another Indicator. piece of fuel for the fire. Yeah. The, and where there's smoke, there's fire sort of thing. What Some combination of those two sayings. You guys yeah. know I don't know how to do sayings. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I'm not I'm not too surprised because the Bucks are going to want to go for a splashy name if they can. And considering that like uh, there's not a ton of splashy names probably going to be available for this Bucks team to try and acquire. Yeah. Bradley Beal, a guy who turns 30 in two weeks. Uh, is uh is like a guy who's averaged thirty points a game for the last two years. Like you want that kind of player on the Milwaukee Bucks, especially if you're going to be able to get him for potentially pennies on the dollar. Maybe not pennies on the dollar, but like quarters on the dollar, a fifty yeah. cent piece on the dollar. Well, so here's the thing that you mentioned: um, a player that would be available to the Bucks. The thing about Beal is he has one of. Maybe the only one of the very the few players, yeah, the, the only, only player one. in the league to have a true no trade clause. So there's the fake like one and one early birds rights things that sometimes pop up. That's not a true no trade clause, although it functions the same. Beal has a real one. So he got that from the Wizards. This basically means his value is whatever he wants it to be, um, which means teams. I mean, Miami has a decent offer anyway with three firsts and salary, but the. I, like there's not many players, if any, the caliber of Bradley Beal, who could potentially be available for what the Bucks would have to give, because the other players, I mean, to a certain extent, you know, teams sometimes try and do right by their players or send them to a contending team. I think that kind of thing has its limits, right? I mean, we've talked about like, oh, could Damian Lillard be a Buck if you know he wants to play in Milwaukee and everything else? Well, Milwaukee wasn't one of the teams he talked about on a podcast wanting to go to. And the Bucks just don't have that much to give. And as much as the Blazers love Dame, they can send Dame wherever they want. He doesn't have a no-trade clause, right? He's just on a big contract. Beal does. So if Beal decides, hey, I would like to play with Giannis, I, I want to be a Buck, he can make that happen. He can basically make that happen or ensure he stays on the Wizards. So his trade market is artificially reduced because of that no-trade clause, 
which is why a teams make it so hard for players to even be eligible for them. And they don't give them out very often. Like Steph Curry didn't get one. I don't really know why, but you know, it's, that's just the, the atmosphere. They're pretty rare in the NBA and the wizards are showing why right now. So, um, you know, people are concerned about the contract, which I think we'll get to the, the fit. I will get to as well, but let's talk about drew versus Chris. So, that's, you know, there's, I think pr- pretty, people are pretty split. Half would like to keep Drew and trade Chris. Half would like to keep Chris and trade Drew. I think Drew is more likely just because he's simply under contract and you don't have to worry about needing him to opt in. You don't have to worry about, you know, the contract going forward. I also think even though he's older, because he's been healthier than Chris Middleton in recent seasons, he might be a better acquisition target for the Wizards. I think. For the people questioning why would the Wizards want Drew Holiday, A, I think a three-team deal could make sense here. And again, this is something where in other scenarios you can go, oh, well, why wouldn't the third team just go get Bradley Beal if if they have the assets? Maybe Bradley Beal doesn't want to play there. And again, it's totally up to him. Um, But also I think Drew with two years remaining, one in a player option, is very easy to flip like at the deadline or next summer for Washington. Easier than Beal, which again, with the no trade clause, the huge four-year contract remaining. Um, And I just think they can get out cleaner. They can get out a lot easier from Drew Holiday um, and get the reset it seems they're looking for. So I think that's the logic for Washington. Again, coupled with, you know, if Beal says, I want to go to the Milwaukee, they they can't really do much else besides ride it out at this point. Yeah, just being able to create an artificial market with that no trade clause is it's the most important aspect of this that uh, needs to be taken under consideration um, as, as well as the contract as well. Like I know a lot of people in chat are saying like, oh, it's like 50, $57 million in 2027. Shout out Cowboys space. Uh, just sure. But also like that's I don't want to go into a full tangent on contracts, but the cap is always going up and those those values are it's not going to seem as bad as it does in like five yeah. years or something uh, when well, that the, actually will take effect. The thing, uh, the thing about this too, that I was lower on this because of the contract at first as well. Uh, we talked about it yesterday on our BR live stream. Beals turns 30 in like two weeks. It's not like he's going to be 38 in the last year of that deal. I think it's going to be with a, with a game that would should age well. Yeah. He's got a great shooting touch and he's going to be playing off Giannis. Think. Yeah. Would be playing off Giannis. Um, but I just think speak it into existence, Ty. Say yeah. he's going to be playing. <laughs> well, I guess I guess there's not going to be much drama on if we think this should happen or not, based on the way you're you're talking about it so far. I'm I'm less decisive than you are about this trade, but you were much more amped up after Drew Holiday's playoff performance. So I guess I shouldn't be surprised. I know a lot of people are with you on that, um, but I just think like you know Beal's age 33 season shouldn't be a disaster. I don't think, you know, this isn't, I feel like he's been in the league so long. It's easy to think, you know, you're getting like his age 34, 35, 36 or whatever years you're getting 30, 31, 32. He's like, what, 18 months older than Giannis, if that 16 months older than Giannis. So something like that, you know, you're getting an expensive player, but if you're going to keep Chris long-term, you know, if you're going to continue re-signing guys, you know, there's, there's scenarios where you could open up cap space in two years, but there's also good scenarios where you don't. And I think it's fine if you get someone the caliber of Bradley Beal to go with the second path and be able to have Chris Beal Giannis locked down. That's a good core. And again, you're getting younger. Drew just turned 33. So even if you count Beal as 30 now, which, hey, 
He's still in his 20s to me. I am 28 now. I'm not going to shortchange a guy any 20s time that he has. But he's he's three years younger plus than Drew, which I think is a huge deal. I mean, Beal is, as much as I talked about him as like, oh, a one to two year position, you know, probably a better long-term option for the Bucks and Giannis than Drew Holiday, especially considering he said he wants to retire in two years. We'll see if he does or not. But, um, you know, I think Beal won't be with all that money owed, that's for sure. Yeah, it's it's more it's more cost effective in terms of like maybe not in terms of contract, but in terms of keeping guys who are fit Giannis's timeline. It's a hard sort of line to walk if you're the Milwaukee Bucks or any team that's been contending and wants to like maintain the timeline of a young superstar. Think about the first time Drew Holiday tried to navigate that line with the New Orleans Pelicans. That failed spectacularly. You don't get many options to like many opportunities to really like maybe upgrade in terms of talent while also getting younger. You don't get a lot of those opportunities don't come around very often. So if you have, if that opportunity is presented to you and you're John horse, you have to take it seriously. You have to consider it and it'll be, I don't know. It's just like, I just infatuated with the idea of Bradley Beal on this team because he's such like, we haven't even talked about Bradley Beal as a player uh, because it's like, in my opinion, I think he's the perfect player next to Giannis uh, and Chris because you have like another option in terms of offensive outlets. Like Chris Middleton, who was the best player for the Bucks in the playoffs this past season, would become your third option. That's ridiculous. Yeah. If you have think... if you have that type of firepower on your team, you can't not look into it seriously. And I think we agree that that should be where Chris is. And I think that's kind of you know, the 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 ideal version of Drew on the Bucks was someone to be on ball some more and like get get Chris off ball a little bit more. Because I think, you know, Chris is a capable enough on ball creator. We saw them win a championship with Chris on ball a lot. I still think not taking him off ball entirely, you know, I don't want him to be KCP on offense, but you know, Chris is a devastating catch and shoot player. And I've always had the vision of you get a better, another, at least another on-ball creator on the Bucks team. They can run some pick and rolls with Giannis too. And when you're closing games, you either have Chris or Brad Beal spacing around the other player running pick and rolls and DHOs with Giannis. You get one more shooter, you get a defender, whatever it is. That is how you have a devastating offense. And we've just seen, even when they won the title, when they were healthy-ish, they're so bad in the half court. They just have been. And we hope that Adrian Griffin and Terry Stotts can do enough to to change that around. I think they can. I don't think they're they're cooked yeah, I mean, if they roll back. Yeah, like, they got they got Joe Prunty too. They have Joe Prunty. He's gonna draw up a lot of alley oops. That's what he does. Um, but I, I just think you get Beal and it just becomes so much easier. And I just think your offense is devastating. Um, Bradley Beal, the player. So the last four years, I think availability is maybe the most concerning thing. He's played two hundred and seven games in that time. As low as forty Wizards last season. No ambitions. I agree. I, I was. I've. I've said this as well. I mean, how many of those games that he sat out were like in March and April when their team had nothing to do and probably just needed a better draft pick? Probably a significant amount. Uh, in the over the last four seasons, though, Beal's scoring twenty seven point six points per game. He was thirty the first two in that run. He's been twenty three the last two. I think he's seeded some shots to Kyle Kuzma and Kristaps Porzingis. Enough said on on the talent around him there. Um, 5.5 assists in that time, 4.4 rebounds, 
shooting 52.8% from two, uh, 34.5% from three. So that he's not, he has not been as knocked down of a three point shooter. One, I think that number would go up. Two, I don't really care that much because he's able to do so much within the arc. And I just think with Giannis and Chris on the team with him, again, in the Drew scenario, he's going to look so much better. I mean, his, his shot quality will go yeah. through the roof because he's had to be the guy on the Washington Wizard. Sorry, the Washington Wizard. Washington, yeah. He's had to be the guy. If he's on the Bucks and he is the second option, obviously the defense needs to load up against Giannis. And then it's like, oh, shoot, we need to. Giannis kicked it out. Oh, now it's Bradley Beal running secondary actions. Oh, shoot, what are we supposed to do? Oh, my God, he passed to Chris Middleton, who's wide open. Yeah. I just, I don't, like, it's going to be, if you're Adrian Griffin and you're like a guy who's like, you know what, maybe I need an offensive-minded assistant coach, Terry Stotts. Let's let's bring in him in. Let's try and devise an offense. What's the easiest way to start with? You have a guy who works inside out and you have a guy that works outside in and then you have a midi, like a creative mid-range assassin to go along with it. Like, it, it's... That's a lot of low-hanging fruit for dividing yeah. a good offense. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. If you're a basketball junkie, then you know there's no better time of year than the NBA playoffs. Twice a week, J.J. Redick is cooking on his podcast, The Old Man and the Three. He has guys come on in all stages of their careers to talk about the league and share stories you won't hear anywhere else, including Devin Booker on why he talks so much trash, Ray Allen's epic free throw competitions with LeBron in Miami, and the moment Tyrese Halliburton knew Pascal Siakam would be a good fit in Indy. In addition to player interviews, every Monday, J.J. breaks down the top three things happening around the NBA with unmatched analysis analysis, not outlandish takes, and is often joined by masterminds of the game like Tim Legler to dive deep on rookie reports, trade breakdowns, and why is mean mugging now a tech? You won't find another outlet that covers the game as comprehensively and with such insight as JJ does it on The Old Man and the Three. Make this your companion podcast during the playoffs. Listen to The Old Man and the Three ad-free on Wondery Plus or wherever you get your podcasts. Yeah, and I mean, just also, I think late in the game in the playoffs, you know, talent is just what wins. And I think this is more offensive talent. You certainly give up defensive okay, talent. Morey. What? I'm kidding. 
It's true. I mean, it's it is you know, you true. look at it the last true. X champion. It's like okay, you have an apex superstar in their prime, or you maybe got a little lucky. Um, that's how you win. The Bucks have that guy, um, obviously, in Giannis. Also, Cowboy of Space said, "I'm crushing that chocolate milk. Nice. It's a it's a it's a dirty chai. Actually, is what it is. Ooh. It's adult chocolate milk. Thank you very much." Um, but Beal, I have a fun uh, fact. Do you know the players who started around Beal? The last time the Wizards made the playoffs, because there's been people okay. who said, "There's been people John who Wall. said, wait, 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 no." There's oh. been people who have said, um, "What has he done in the playoffs? He's not a proven playoff player." One, he averaged thirty the last time he went. You're thinking too far back, actually. He went to uh, twenty-one. Oh yeah, duh. Uh, so, and, and you know, the efficiency wasn't great. Although he shot well from two, he's just it was a five-game series. The threes didn't go in. But I would love you to try to name. There's like nine players who started alongside him over the course of this five-game series. Russell Westbrook? Correct. Um, who else was on that team? I it's a hilarious remember. list. There's two more semi-serious players, and then there's three players who you're just like, what the hell goes on in Washington? Okay, give, give me one of them and I'll see you. Um, I will give you Rui. Oh, Rui Hachimura. Yep. Um, that's a that's a that's an that's an easy one. Yep. Okay, give me another. I don't want uh, a center. Ones. A center they still have. They still have. Yeah. I was about to say Gortat, and I was no. like, no, they don't still have him. Who's on the Who's on the wheel? Daniel yeah. Gafford. Daniel Gafford. <laughs> I got another center for you. Alex Len started games in that series. Oh, okay. Here's where it gets hilarious. Raul Neto, who is barely in the league at this point, started games in that series, and Davis Bertans. Was a oh, big yeah. rotation player who started games. Four in that finger series. assassin. The four finger assassin. Four and a uh, half. I don't. Yeah, I think four and a half. Um, people are saying Jordan Bell. <laughs> no, not it wasn't quite that bad. Um, but yeah, I just think you know, pouring over his efficiency versus looking at what he can do, like the tape. I saw Nikias Duncan, who certainly knows more ball than me, was like, guys, Beal's really good. Like, don't don't overthink it. Like the Bucks and Heat and whoever should absolutely be trying to add this guy. You know, he has been playing in basketball hell. I won't even say purgatory. In basketball hell. That is one of the worst run organizations. You know, the Wizards are looking to change that around now that Michael Winger is their executive from the Clippers org. And I think that's the whole reason this is possible is because finally their owner, Ted Leonsis, gave someone full authority to remake the roster. For so long, they wanted to – they were Herb Coling it, right? Like they wanted to compete, win with Brad Beal. It wasn't working. I mean, they've got so many lottery picks. They've blown almost all of them since Beal. Um, so that's why this is possible. And to the point about, you know, the contract, the injuries, everything else, I'm not saying you have to go after any player who scores 20 some points and is available. You do have to recognize at a certain point with the asset position, the bucks are in, there's only going to be so many shots. There's only going to be so many times that there's a reasonable path to acquire someone like this. Would you, would you say that they're bites at the apple? There's only going to be so many (laughs) There's only going to be so many apples to bite. And I think Beal is a juicy apple. I don't think it's easy to give up Drew Holiday. Okay, Rohan. Um, you know, I, I think I think Drew has been a great Milwaukee buck. I think his numbers should be in the rafters. They don't win the championship without him. I just think for all the defense he gives you, it wasn't enough against Jimmy. It has been enough a lot of the time. But you just can't afford your third best player being that much of an offensive liability in the playoffs. I just don't think it works. You know, the assist numbers are still good, 
but all the shooting is so bad. And worse than that is the tendencies are so bad. I mean, he doubles down on these shots. We've seen it just like massacre the Bucks. First shot of game five. Yeah. Does that just, the, the get the oh. inbound, like step back three? And yeah. I saw a lot of people saying, like, that's what I knew they're cooked. I mean, it's just like that's <laughs> yeah, not I a way saw, you can I saw, play. Quote, I saw that a cool tweet is like define CTE. <laughs> oh my god. Okay. <laughs> um uh, what do you think the odds are this trade happens, Jerry says? Um, what do you think? It's realistic, I think. I'd say 50-50. Wow. Does or do- I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Oh, um, oh I see. I was going to do that. Either it does or it doesn't happen. Uh, I'd say I'd probably give it. Here's the thing. Like, the Milwaukee Bucks are not alone, as we mentioned up top. Like, they're yeah. going to be competing with the Miami Heat uh, and potentially other teams. But as of right now, it's just between the Bucks and the Heat. And I'm sure a lot of other teams will be in contact with the Washington Wizards about this. Miami might have a little more to offer. Yeah, they and have three is, firsts. It, they have three firsts, and they have players that uh, other teams would want to trade for at the deadline, like a Duncan Robinson or something like that. Uh what other teams are looking? I mean, there? after I didn't like he played well for them in the playoffs this year. He played yeah. really well. I mean, yeah, he's still eighteen million dollars a year for, which isn't that much, and it's an expiring, isn't it? I think he's got two left. Oh, whoops. let me double check uh, that. But it's it it'll be a competitive offer. Another way I could see this being done, like I know we talked, Chris would be a little bit, a uh, little bit, uh, maybe maybe too far fetched. Could you maybe do a could you maybe do a sign and trade with Dallas? And do like a three teamer? You're sending Chris to Dallas? Yeah. What goes to Washington? Uh assets from Dallas and Milwaukee. I don't have that many assets though. That's fair. I'm saying I, it's would possible. you would you rather trade Drew or Chris? I'd rather trade Drew, just to be I clear. I agree. Yeah. I'd rather trade Drew, but I'm saying there are other outlets and other ways to make this possible. Um, yeah, Duncan Robinson was worth was atrocious during the regular season. Uh, he also has but, uh, three years left, oh not my two years. God, although one okay. of them's an early termination option. Oh my! But goodness. Yeah, at least two full years left, eighteen and then nineteen and a half. Million. All right, okay. Apologies, I got confused. It's it's Europe that's doing it to me. Yeah, uh, I get it. Time moves yeah. faster there. You're eating it dinner does. at midnight, all these things. It's five thirty for me. Yeah. I don't know what in PM? Yeah. It's so bright. It is. The wow. sun sets here at like nine. Nice. It's crazy. Uh, we, we need you to venture over to Greece or find Giannis and, and talk to him about this because I do think, you know, you mentioned Miami. They have more first. They can offer Tyler Hero, which is, you know, a better young player um, than the Bucks can offer because they don't really have a young player to offer outside of Marjan. Just Marjan or a 2029 first. Correct. Or both. Or both. We'll get into what would you give up in a second. Um, I think Giannis has to get this done. Right? Like, I think Giannis has to tamper the hell out of Brad Beal. I think that's the path. That's how this works is Giannis, like, and I don't, I think this is much more possible than in any prior season because we've never seen Giannis this involved like he was in the coaching search. Like, I think Giannis is like, yo, I'm in my late 20s now. Like, I need to win now. We have no idea how Giannis feels about this. I will tell you, you know, he's not against it if the Bucks are, are being floated, right? Like he's not adamantly against it uh, in any in any way, shape, or form. Um, I think if Giannis, you know, 
I don't even think it. I don't even think I have to walk around. I think you can. I think technically players can't tamper. I don't even have to be coy about it. Yeah, there's there's no player to player. T- like technically, it's not allowed, but it's never been enforced. It can't be. I mean, they're allowed to. T- they're allowed to be friends. So, I mean, Giannis calls Beal and is basically like, you know, you you make this happen, and we're gonna go win a ring. And if Beal buys it, Beal's like, how'd you get this number? Yeah, it's right. Like, like <laughs> no, I, I've never heard you call anyone before outside of your brothers, Giannis. But and Bobby, and Bobby, that's true. Well, no, Bobby, Bobby called, called him. him. Yeah, Bobby, Bobby yeah. called him. People yeah. usually call Giannis, but Giannis might have to pick up the phone this time. Maybe Beal will call him. Who knows? Um, but I do think that's that's oh, how Bobby Portis relationship there. He played in true. Washington. Yeah, former Wizard. Does he want to go back? I mean. <laughs> I guess if they need it for the relationship, but Drew and Drew and uh, Bobby gets you there salary wise. It does. Um, but what do you think about yeah. what do you think about Giannis leading into his inner LeBron a little bit? I think you I think you kind of have to if you're Giannis because that's the way that these sort of star trades happen, right? Is like it's player to player interactions, like we saw. What's what's an example of this? Like I'm going all the way back to 2019. I know it's free agency, but like Kawhi Leonard, Paul George. Like you make that trade for Paul George because you know Kawhi wants him. Um, Anthony think, Davis uh, to Lakers. Anthony Davis. That's a yes, huge one. LeBron. That's a big one. It's just like these these super these superstar pairings. I don't know if I'd classify Beal as a superstar, but he's definitely a star. He might he's look like star. one in Milwaukee. Yeah, I saw someone tweet that he might win MVP. I don't think that'll win. happen. I don't um, think that's going to happen either. I, I do think he'll but, find his way back to a uh, an All NBA team, though. Man, that'd be fun. Uh, yeah. It'd be the first time ever, I think, that Giannis has an All NBA teammate. It would be because J- Chris got robbed by the stupid voting system. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Chris got robbed. Drew's never made it. Um, yeah, it would be uh, it would be the first time in the Giannis era that the Bucks have two All NBA players. Yeah. Yeah, it's uh, it would be a, it would be a matchup made in heaven. But these type of matchups happen because of these player to player relationships. Like you have to recognize the game that the twenty twenty three or twenty twenty four NBA is going to end up being, and it's all about relationships. Like the Bucks have been lucky, not lucky. They've done it intentionally, but in the sense of like you have to build through trades, you have to build through like homegrown talent and stuff like that. Like just look at what the Nuggets did; they did that as well. But if you want to go out and acquire, like, hey, that's a that's a star star, it it's all dependent on relationships. So if 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 Giannis wants Beal to Milwaukee to happen, Giannis is going to have to pick up his Google Pixel <laughs> and and call Bradley Beal. He's going to be like, look, we can take selfies together. I can take out anyone in the background. It's sweet. If anyone's eating a hot dog anywhere near us, that glizzy's gone. <laughs> <laughs> There's the clip from this episode. Um, so Jesse threw out like a four-teamer where Dame goes to the Heat with the Blazers as well. I've had some people pose me this. Would you rather have Anthony Simons and three or Brad Beal? I just don't think that that's a true – I don't think that Drew Holiday gets you that personally. I'd rather have Beal. I would too. I think that's controversial. It's, like, it's, it's, it's the what could this be? It's like, uh, oh, you have a boat. And then it's like you have an option. It could be anything. It could even be a boat. <laughs> I mean, Simons is good, though. Simons is good, but he's not great. Yeah, he's not Beal. He's younger. He's, he's not, almost too young, like, though. He's like 22. Yeah, Simons is really, really good. Like, don't get me wrong. I love Anthony Simons. 
Um, and like if number three ends up being Scoot Henderson because because uh, Michael Jordan just wants to his guys to have no uh, they just want him to do whatever they want not down in Charlotte yeah uh, sorry Andrew I know he's in the stream yeah uh, appreciate you Andrew if, if it's Scoot Henderson like sure Scoot Henderson could be a generational player he's still not he doesn't fit the honest timeline like what you want to do if you're the Bucks you can't try and tread these spread these lines like so well only one team has really done it super super effectively and that's the spurs and even that backfired in the i guess you could say the warriors did it two years ago but their young guys weren't playing that much for them when they won the title it was all relying on the core and if you want to maximize the talent around Giannis, you got to go get the guy who is already a star rather than the potential for a guy to become a star We've got new reporting from Jake Fisher. Oh, let's hear it. Uh, there have been rumblings about Milwaukee's interest in Beal as well, as The Athletic first reported. But that would almost certainly have to include all-star guard Chris Middleton heading back to Washington. And Milwaukee, by all accounts, has plans to bring back both Middleton and Lopez. I don't know why Drew would be ruled out. I don't know either. Yeah, I don't, that's that's interesting. I feel I think like... That's, yeah, that's probably just like speculation from Jake Fisher's part and not yeah. like reporting. Yeah, I mean, especially if it if you open it up to a third team, I just think I don't think Drew would be impossible to include in this. The other big nugget from this is that the Bulls are gauging trade interest in Zach Levine. This summer is going to be crazy. Yeah, we, I've said we it know before. Adams on board. We do. I mean, um, Levine would be fun as well. I'm more worried about his health than Beals, but it's the same idea of adding that. Although it, I don't know that playoff series was rough, but also he's on the Bulls. Uh, I don't know. I'd rather have Beal than Levine. Um, Here's another big thing from this article as I skim. Don't count on Boston entering the Beal trade conversation. Yeah, why would they? Well, they have enough salary to add him to the Jays, but they're too cheap to do it. That's true. I mean, mean, Beal and Tatum are like best friends. I know. They're St. Louis guys. Shout out out STL. Yeah. Um, The Sixers are also not expected to target Beal. So that's the thing. It's... Even if yeah, they, Beal... they believe Maxi has that all-star potential. Yeah. I, I'm so first one thing. It's so funny to me that the Sixers are like, yeah, let's run it back again. I, I don't think they're gonna get the choice. Shout out James <laughs> Harden, but um from a role Cameron says from a role perspective, Beal makes more sense to swap with Chris. I don't know. I just think you put the ball in his hands a ton. And then he's you know, he's not your point guard, but he's close. Uh maybe it maybe it, I mean it's a cleaner defensive fit for sure. That's super interesting that uh, that Fisher thinks it would be Middleton moving. Would you say no if it's Chris instead of Drew? No. Chris is ho- so hard to trade for me. I, I know Chris you too. Is so hard. I know. Chris, Chris is so hard to trade for me. I think – like Chris's number is going up in Pfizer. Yeah. No, no matter no what Buck happens. is going to wear 22 again. Like, yeah. Um, he's, he's one of the greatest players to play for this organization – yeah, I think you have to do it. Yeah. Especially I think you have to. I mean, you're probably uh needing to trade away less salary if you do that. Less salary, less picks, slash Marjan. I don't know about that. You think Chris has yeah. more value than Drew? It depends. It depends really. Like if it's a three teamer where you're doing a sign and trade, then yes. Mm. Because it's like if you're sending assets with Chris, like the team that's getting Chris is getting the assets, so they would be sending more out. Yeah. I do think Chris, I mean, it'll be fascinating if he opts in 
Uh, the the date for that is June 21, which is next week. Was that Tuesday? And then the, yeah. the draft is the draft 22 or 24. Bro, I I don't know what day. The draft is. is Thursday. The draft is a week from the today. 20, the 21st is Wednesday, by the way. So Chris's opt-in deadline for his player option is the day before the NBA draft when a lot of this stuff gets done. And it's probably not. That's probably intentional. Yeah, but I'm just saying the way this is lining up, if Chris – we will know by the draft when a Beal trade is somewhat likely if Chris has opted in or not. And that's going to make a huge difference to – the options out there. If Chris opts in, it becomes pretty easy to trade him in a Bradley Beal trade. I think I would do it too. It breaks my heart. It uh, It's so sad. But from a skill set overlap and injury and everything else perspective, I mean, you're still getting a little younger, I believe, with Beal versus Chris. Was Chris 31 now, I think? Something like that I can check. Chris's injuries have been mounting up. I still think he'll be able to get healthy, but it, they have continued to occur. And he just doesn't have the same handle as Brad Beal. He's a better shooter. I think shooting-wise, this is like, if this happens, I'd definitely be interested in like a Buddy Heald trade or something like that, especially if you're keeping Drew, just because you'll need that spacing. Maybe Grayson can do it okay. But my goodness, would Beal be... I think it'd be easier to be confident in the Bucks come playoff time with Beal over Chris. Although I still, at that point, like, I don't really know what Drew is doing offensively. But I guess yeah, you just figure it out. because then you're kind out. of in the same spot, aren't you? I just don't know. Yeah, I guess. is uh, You know, is Drew, like, is Drew off ball more? I guess he can but cut. He, He's a good cutter-ish. But then why wasn't he doing that now? Because he won't. But that's why you got to let Terry cook. That, that's the issue. Got to let Terry cook. Yeah, you got to let Joe cook. Scary Terry. Uh, by the way, Chris Middleton will be 32 in August. Okay. So, yeah. So, still about two years, two almost two years older than Brad Beal. Yeah. Ergon Claw thinks uh, Chris ends up on the Spurs. That would be something. I don't know why. Yeah. I don't know why, but that would that I, would I'd happen. be interested in the, interested in the logic behind that one. Uh, I mean, maybe if they want some bets around Wembenyama. Yeah. Trying to, trying to be a good team. Especially if Pop is reportedly coming back. I think the Blazers thing makes a lot of sense. Which Blazers thing? Blazers being the third team in a trade. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I do think Drew going there makes sense. Like Drew and Dame, I think, is a good pairing. That's a, if they it's win. a really good combo. It's a really good combo. Like, if what if, is it, would they just, because I, I don't think, I don't think Drew gets you Simons in three. We've said we would rather have Beal anyway. I just don't think the Blazers are doing that. But no, it doesn't. It does. It doesn't get you both assets. Maybe it gets you Simons. But yeah, so I'm thinking like, is it Drew, Simons, and and Nurkic just for salary go to Washington, and maybe like some other Blazers picks, like not not as premier, and then maybe Milwaukee's first goes to Washington as well, and then Beal comes Marjan. over. Would you rather trade the first or Marjan? The first. I agree. I like Marjan. I'd rather take the flyer. I imagine to the Wizards especially, the first has more value. Yeah, because it's it's someone that it's like a – what is it, 2029? How far away is that? Six years? Six years. Yeah, you're trading for a 13-year-old. like. Yeah, and I mean Winger, if you're trading Beal, it's clear you're fully rebuilding. Like you're giving up on competing now. And although Marjan's not old, like he's still a young prospect, he barely got to play year one. The stats aren't super impressive. 
Like I think Marjon is probably a, a, di- way more valuable to the Bucks than the Wizards versus the pick. I think is not that's not the case. Like even if you're not planning to use that pick in 29, you know, if you're Michael Winger and the Wizards, you're like, you know, in 2026 when we're ready to start competing, that's a good tradable piece for us versus you know you're having to pay Marjon by then, right? Like he's off the rookie deal. It's just different. So I agree. I think the, the first makes more sense. I'd rather trade it. Would you do? Drew or Chris and the first and Marjan. This is basically the Godfather offer. Yes. Wow. Yes. You love Brad yeah. Beal. I do. It's just these opportunities don't come along very often, especially for a team in Milwaukee tie. Yeah. Like, like for people who have said in the past, like cap space, who are you signing? LeBron? Well, well, you, you could sign someone, I think, the same reason that you can trade for Beal is because you do have Giannis. That's fair, but it's like... Like, I do think... Gonna be, go ahead. Give me a minute. Well, that's why that's why I was less down on the Bucks situation well, going what forward. What year would it be? 2025? When they'd have cap space? Yeah. Yeah, I think so. You could yeah, also trade going. for someone into the cap space, but then, you know, they don't want to have assets, so that's probably not going not gonna to work as well, but... Okay, so here here's the list. You've got LeBron. Okay, be 40, that's 40, fine. almost forty one. Look at him; he's good. Yeah, that's fair. <laughs> Paul George, Kawhi Leonard, Anthony Davis, uh, Drew Holiday. Oh, duh. Uh, Brandon Ingram, Jamal Murray. I mean, Ben Simmons. Okay, you had me and you lost. I mean, Ben Simmons. Uh, I mean, not Ben Simmons. Uh, Brandon Ingram and Jamal Murray. I don't think you're getting Jamal. You never know. You're not getting Jamal. You might not even get Bi. Be a fun player next to Giannis, Giannis timeline. Listen, I I would rather the other part of the cap space thing is you kind of have to avoid long term deals before then, and that usually makes it hard to add talent. And I don't think you can just like putter through two years, um, not when Giannis is in his late twenties now. So I think I would Giannis do. Is going to be thirty next December, like twenty twenty four December. I, my my own mortality has never been more like imminent. Like I feel like I'm basically dead because you said that. <laughs> Uh, I'm in the grave. I, I know a lot of people can relate. Um, I think I would do the Godfather offer too. I just think like the new coaching staff can change things. I'm excited to see. Again, if they can't get Beal, we're not like, oh, the season's done. I think it's a good path still. You know, you you have the offensive personnel on the bench to institute a new scheme. But I mean, if I can get a young, even if you want to say not superstar, which I think is true, a young star, younger star. star a legit star who is the ball handler and on-ball creator that I have always, always, always wanted to see with Giannis. And I don't know how else you get that player. Like outside of just like holding your rosary and praying Marjan comes back as young, you know, Paul George next year or whatever, which I love Marjan. I, I don't think next year that's going to hey, be the case. Hey, I don't know, man. He's putting in work in Greece. Hey, you're you're ready to send him to, to Washington too. So, I mean – Let's let's let me have both times. Okay, yeah, you can have both. Why not? Um, man, I, yeah. So you know what's I, crazy? Bradley what? Beal's younger than Anthony Davis. Wow, really? AD is thirty already. Yeah. Beal must have Beal must have been a really young, like nineteen, when he came out, right? I mean, he's been in the yeah. league for ten years, hasn't he? Mm-hmm. Man, yeah. Because that was is that Giannis's draft? Uh let me check. I think it was. 
It might have been. No, no, no. It wasn't. It wasn't. It was the year before. It was the year before. Yeah, because um, Otto Porter. It was 2012. Otto yeah. Porter was the guy the Wizards took that year. Yeah, because Beal yeah. would have been a slam dunk first pick, and there was not really one in, in 2013. Uh, but yeah, he's also like the same, basically the same age as Embiid. Damn. Yeah, Joel Embiid's 29. Wow. I mean, I'm sure Embiid probably recent. I think he recently turned, but yeah, within yeah, within a March, year. Within March. a year. He's less than a year older than Joel Embiid. Yeah, like, I, I this just, isn't a guy who's like cons- like a lot of people when they think of Bradley Beal, think they think old, they think yeah. injured, they think co- contract. He's not that old. His no. contract will be manageable. I agree. Be, it, it's a big contract. Like, don't get me wrong. It's a big contract. Like, $57 million is massive. It won't be as big as you think in five years or four years. No, four years. I think there's four full years remaining after this. And who knows? By that point, we've seen a lot of guys opt out and then sign like a shorter, like a longer yeah. term deal for less money. We've seen that happen before. Chris yeah. Middleton might do it right now. Yeah. So who knows what that's going to look And for injuries, like again, like we mentioned up top, it's like how many of those games missed are for a team that's just middling in March yeah. and April. I mean, we can look it up. I, as I recall, he hasn't had like I, I don't remember like a scary Brad Beal injury, right? No, like, it was it was it was younger Brad Beal. Do you like there was a time where it was like, is Bradley Beal going to be worth the extension that he signed after his rookie, like his rookie scale extension, because he was constantly missing games, and then after that he turned into an iron. And now lately he started missing games, but during his like prime Bradley Beal, like with the Wizards and John Wall years, he wasn't like an injury prone player. And I said prime when I realized he was like 25 when that happened. Like now he's in his prime. It was just the prime when we uh, got to actually watch him play competitive basketball. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, he was sitting out this year, it looks like for like left knee soreness because they're... Their season was over. Hamstrings. He's had shoulders. You know, he's had some concerning injuries. But again, you know, there's not a perfect 30-year-old star player the Bucks can go get. Like, that's just not how it works. I mean, there's the contract is probably kind of saving them, actually, because these teams who are cowards, like Boston and Philly, are too afraid of it. Whereas the Bucks are like, this is a guy who can help Giannis win more. Well, we don't care. We'll we'll pay. That's okay. Um Man, yeah, I'm excited about the idea. I mean, you know, they'll probably it'll it'll end up being a letdown now. We won't be able to get him, but I do think that it would be a thrilling new era of Bucks basketball if we went into next season with Beal and Giannis. I just think fit wise, that pick and roll is going to be the most devastating thing we've seen the Bucks unleash ever. I mean, there's just like the way he can handle, score, pull up, shoot. He's a good passer. He's not a point guard, but he's a good enough passer. That would be devastating. I do think if it's Drew going out, you need to probably trade Grayson for a better defender or find a way to add a better defender because you are going to need more perimeter defense in that scenario. I think Javon Carter becomes even more logical to bring back in that scenario. That could be your point guard, you know, nominal point guard, kind of the deli idea when we wanted point Giannis, right? Like, I mean, that is kind of what just, Javon does is a was, good deli. I was watching I was watching some videos earlier today and deli popped up and I was like, man, those were the times. Oh, man. <sighs> that, damn. Oh. Uh, by the way, another another player who's two years older, almost two years older than uh, or basically a year older than uh, Bradley Beal, Kyrie Irving. Yeah. 31. James Harden, 
will is who is commanding like a max contract will be 34 when the season starts. Yeah. I mean, it sounds like he may not be finding that thing, but we'll see. Um, but yeah. yeah. No, Fred I, th- I think bleed 29. The age does right. not concern me at all. Like the contract. I know. Even, I'm, just, I, I don't I'm trying care to, anymore. I'm trying no, to, I know. Like, I get it. Other. I get it. Man. Yeah, he's younger than most people want to give him credit for. It's just because he's been in the league forever. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I just, I, I was fooled too. I absolutely thought he was in his like at least, at least like 32, 33, like Drew and Chris are, but he's just not. Yeah. Boss man 99 is almost 33. Yeah, I know. It's, let's not, let's not talk about boss. I've got, I've heard enough about boss man. Um, but Beal defensively, what, what are your thoughts there? Yeah. Serious, obviously. Serious. It's not yeah, a not a thing. not a great defender. He's not a great defender. However, he hasn't had to be realistically. Like sure, like are you buying the idea that oh once uh if Bradley Beal comes to the Bucks, he's going to just buy in defensively under Adrian Griffin. All NBA. Uh, all defense, I mean. All defense. Yeah, all first team all defense. Yeah. If he's first team all defense while still being Bradley Beal, he's he might win MVP. Who knows? I'll, I'll buy uh, I'll buy all four or five versions of the jersey. If he makes an all defensive team in Milwaukee, I'll get the home and road. I'll get whatever damn blue one they've got, a purple one, a cream one. I'll go get the ones made in China that are like clearly not not even close to real. I'll, I'll spend my life savings on Brad Beal jerseys. If he makes an all defensive team too. in Milwaukee. I'll do it too. Uh, first jersey I ever own will be a Bradley Beal jersey if he oh, makes wow. all defense for the Bucks. Huge, uh, huge commitment from Rohan. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, I said it last like during the playoffs with Boss Man. Um, and maybe that, you shouldn't really... have said it here then. It did not okay. portend well. It did not, indeed. But defensively, Bradley Beal, like I'm not expecting him to come in and just be like a stalwart de- defender under Adrian Griffin and playing alongside Giannis, maybe Brooke. And uh, hopefully, Brooke, I'll say that. And uh, Chris, who is a smart defender, but not like the quickest. Hopefully, comes back looking a little more spry next year. Hopefully, hopefully, hopefully the surgery cleared things up. Hopefully, uh, the the doctor that performed Brooke's back surgery worked some magic on uh, on Chris here. Yeah. So uh, we'll see what happens next season. Get well soon, Chris. And come back to Milwaukee, please. Yeah. Uh, Unless you're going to Washington, maybe. I don't know. I'm, I'm feeling, I'm feeling <laughs> divided at this point. We're talking out of both sides of our mouth on this pod. Yeah, I'm trying to have my cake and eat it too. Yeah. That's the saying, right? Rohan Antoinette. Yeah, it is. Yeah, cool. Let's go. Uh, I lost my train. Oh, yeah. like it, It's not going to be the cleanest defensive fit. Is it tenable? Yes. Because let's, let's assume for the purposes of this exercise that uh, – Brooke Lopez does indeed come back to the Milwaukee Bucks. You still have that Twin Towers front court. You still have that. And Brad, and all Bradley Beal will be asked to do is not get crossed into oblivion every possession on the perimeter. Yeah. That's all the Bucks are going to ask from him. Right? Because realistically, yeah. if you have if you have Brooke at the rim and Giannis trailing, that's all you need from Bradley Beal. Why do you think guys like, um, like Grayson Allen... And, like, to a lesser extent, like, Pat Connaughton and, like, uh, Jay Crowder have survived on this Bucks team. Because they haven't needed, like, the Joe Ingles is a much better example. Yeah. Uh, because you haven't needed, like, premier wing defense or guard defense. Because you can just, like, rely on your front court defenders and other guards and help scheme. And, by the way, you have Adrian Griffin now who orchestrated, like, Toronto's, like, really, really aggressive defense. 
uh, who was able to hide defenders when they weren't the best or they were getting outmatched. I am confident in Adrian Griffin's staff, him and his staff's ability to make that work because they have the track record saying that they can. So that's not that much of a concern to me. It is a concern for sure and something that should be taken into consideration, but it would it be like a deal breaker for me? Absolutely not. I do think you need to get a premier perimeter defender to go with that team, like with that starting five. Um, you need someone who's going to start on the best players and maybe they get forced to switch off, but they're still going to be able to create some havoc, you know, maybe some uh, force some turnovers, that sort of thing. You know, what's Matisse Tybel's free agency value like? No. He's been hitting some threes. In Portland? Would you rather have Dylan Brooks? Maybe. Wow. But the nice thing about this is perimeter defenders are cheaper than perimeter offenders. That's not a thing, but but it's true. I mean, an elite defensive player, you're like, yeah, okay, it's fifteen million dollars a year or something. The Bucks can't pay that, but you know, for a level below that, I mean, it's just more attainable. It's a more attainable skill set, and I think you could afford you to can play teach defense as well. Well, yeah, I mean, you're not gonna, you know, you can't teach the 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 motor it takes. You can't teach the instincts. You can teach a little bit of it, but I think you need to go find a and defender. That, but what? Yeah, if you I think you could do it. You could, for sure. You could do it for sure. There's a plenty of options available, like you had mentioned. And I'm confident in the Bucks core, and I'm confident in their coaching staff to be able to mitigate these problems. Yeah. Get it done. Get it done, John Horst. I think that's, yeah, our, that's, what that's I was our about main to say. takeaway. I, I have confidence in John Horst to get it done, to fill out and round out the roster around. Them. Because it's like, in the past, like what did the, like for example, what did the Bucks do last offseason when they had like uh, a a team filled with premier defenders? What did they go and do? They added like an offensive creator. If they are in this offseason and they have offensive creators and need defenders, they're going to go out and get defenders. Yeah, yeah. Like these guys aren't idiots. Like they know what this team needs and they will be able to like get it done because that's why they make the big bucks or whatever John Horse gets paid. I also think. One of my lessons learned from the Bucks last season is going 11 deep can actually be counterproductive. And I do think that's part of the reason someone like Crowder struggled is he didn't really get a chance to find his rhythm. And I'm, again, I'm not saying he should have played more. I'm not justifying how bad he played, but he played like 41 minutes over four games. Like he, there was not a real, there was a little bit of confusion. You know, Pat stopped playing at all early on. And I think part of the Beal trade, what it would do if you assume there's like a mid-tier salary going out with him, some other pieces moving around, you know, let's consolidate. Let's get a great eight instead of a, an 11 because I just think, you know, fit be damned. Give me eight guys you really believe in that can play in a ser- in any series basically. And like someone like Brooke who there's better and worse matchups, Brooke can still play even if it's a bad matchup. Maybe he can't close but he can play. I think that should be the goal this time is find eight, don't find 11. Because as we saw, the bottom four of that 11, they're not getting regular run in the playoff rotation. They're, they're a little uncomfortable. You go cold and you're just like done. So I think that should be a goal this year. And I think the Beal trade moves you in that direction too. It's certainly a risk. You know, there's uh, Craig in the chat has been insistent. He's a terrible defender and he's always hurt and everything else. There's certainly risk to Brad Beal. Um, there's risk to making any trade this big. Rohan and I agree. It's worth it. I'm looking forward to hearing what Adam and Jordan have to say in their next podcast. Um, 
We'll see if it happens. If it doesn't, who knows? I think it's certainly possible. I am feeling not quite 50%, but maybe 40%. I think Miami okay. I think Miami has their eyes on Dame. But we'll see if that happens or not. Is this is this another is this another position where the Bucks that's how they got Drew Holiday because the Nets were lusting over James Harden? Yeah. I, I think, I think that could be. I mean, we've we've already heard that Boston and Philly aren't that interested. All it, all we needed to happen is Miami goes a different direction, or the Bucks can convince Beal. And again, that really I think Giannis has to be the one. But um, we'll we'll have to keep watching. I wonder. Will I like, wonder if Gian, Giannis would be like, "Hey, if you if you choose the Heat, I will not let you be in a, any Google commercials." Like, <laughs> he you want flex t- that? You want a TCL sponsorship? No, no. You want whatever? Is he a Bose guy or is he a Beats guy? I forget. Uh, I think Bose. You want to be in a Bose ad? No. You want any sponsorships? You have to go through me. So it's either Bucks or get ready to learn Chinese, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> Austin Reeves, pull new shoe. Yeah, deal. I was gonna say pulling Austin Reeves. Clay Thompson, Clay Thompson was the originator. Yeah, yeah Ansel. Yeah. Um, Andrew said you can't teach. Got that dog in me. That's correct. But um, does Brad Brad Beal hasn't had the opportunity to showcase the dog? Yeah. Does he now? He might. Prove um, it. I wonder if we'll get to a point like you well, like we do. Oh, Giannis is JBL. Thank you. He's JBL. You, excuse me. Yeah. Thank you. Um, so many free ads in this pod. <laughs> um. What was I about to say? Oh, I wonder if we'll get to a point like we did with Crowder where the Wizards start granting permission for him to speak to teams. We're probably already there. We, I think we, we would know based on how leaky this thing has been so far. But we will have to monitor that and see. Um, but yeah, I am fascinated, fascinated by this whole thing. I do think even if it's not Beal, it certainly seems like the Bucks are going to be active this summer and sniffing around major moves. Because as we've said... Doesn't really make sense for this to happen without one of Drew or Chris going out. I, Can you I think, imagine a world where it doesn't? I mean, their luxury tax bill would be like a billion dollars. Yeah, I mean that's what that's what Jimmy's here for. I guess that is what Jimmy's here for, and Jimmy and D—it's both of them. Jimmy and D, excuse me. Yes, you are correct. Um, Man, that would be nuts. I I just don't think it's physically possible, like cap wise possible. What's a t- what's a team that needs? What if you? What if what the ah oh, the Suns traded all their stuff to get KD? I'm like, yeah. what's a team that needs players? I mean, the Suns do. I mean, they have Shamit, but there's just like no. It's like in my, in my situation, I'm thinking if you can trade a bunch of like players to Team X, and then Team X trades their like the assets to Washington. Yeah. I'm just yeah. trying to think of what Team X would be. There's not. I mean, it's like Indiana? It's, literally, it's literally not enough salary, though. It's the problem. Like, you can't yeah. send out enough to take back Beal because he makes so much. Yeah, that's fair. And, like, the base year compensation rules for signing trades are really, like, convoluted. And then you get into the next CBA. And I think then the financial rules get even tighter. You know, I, maybe it's possible. I'm not going to say definitively, but I would advise people to assume it's not really possible unless you're trading Drew or Chris. Or as Eric Name wrote in his piece, yes, Giannis's deal works for salary matching too. Uh, I mean, if, if sure. You, if you do that, just shut down the franchise, man. Yeah. Like, I think we would just, start doing something else, to be honest. I don't know if I could keep we're, doing we're this. We're a herd podcast. Oh, that's a good call. Yeah. 
We're um, a herd podcast. We're we're an entirely G League focused podcast. That's all we are. I'm 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 manifesting Turquavion to the herd this year. I hope that's how you pronounce it. He seems like such a fun player. I would love that to be the pick at fifty eight. What are your what are your pick fifty eight thoughts, Rohan? This is the draft pod now. Go. What have you what's what's your research given you? I don't know. Are you kidding me? You think I'm looking? Man, I just went to Retiro Park today, and I just had a wonderful time just laying out in the sun and just like exploring the fun sculptures. You think I'm looking up draft fifty eight? You're not. You're not not grinding. What if I told you there's a G League Ignite guard with questionable shooting stats available? You seem to like those. Mohammed King. I'm that that pop gif running. <laughs> Mojave King was mocked to them by Vicini today. Great, I love it. Um, we'll we'll get into that one. Once it happens, I'm not. First yeah. of all, I'm not entirely convinced that the Bucks are going to make the pick. No, I I feel like if they do pick in the second round, it'll be like a random. I different feel like pick. I'm I'm more excited about Hugo Basson than anyone that the Bucks take. This yeah, people are people are on the Hugo train. Uh, when is Alex entering the draft? Asked Lee. He did. Yeah. Didn't go well for him. Um, I have an idea also. I think backup center. I'm going to make a proclamation. I'm going to, I'm going to call my shot. You Walker Kessler team USA guy. Oh, did he do that? Yeah. Good for Walker Kessler. Um, also I want to take a small victory lap. I've been on Beal to Bucks rumors for like two months. When they first fired Tommy Shepard, when they hired winger, when the report came out and now here we are. I think this is the year the fourth Atetokounmpo joins the Bucks org. I think we get Costas backup center. Ooh, that'd be fun. I'd be down for I think it would be a good fit, too. I think even if they keep He's Bobby, better than Alex. Yeah, I think he's better than Myers, too. He doesn't shoot, but he'd be a fun backup hey, center. Doesn't shoot yet. We see you number three. Huh? Whatever the Bucks well, yeah. account tweeted. We like, see you number see three. You? <laughs> this Listen, is the Bucks account. They're just trolling, right? They have um, to be. I saw a theory that they're trying. They have a bunch of tape on these guys, and they know they're not coming back. So they're like... They're just like trying emptying to grind it all out. Yeah, they're just emptying the clip. They're just like, well, we got to use all this up, which I think makes sense. <laughs> it, it does makes, make sense, but it, it also doesn't make sense. Makes for hilarious posts. Yeah. The Goran Dragic so- wallpaper. I really wanted to put it on. I really wanted to make it my wallpaper. <laughs> I'm surprised they didn't do a Myers Leonard wallpaper. It's probably coming. The wallpaper I have right now <laughs> is uh, the Shemi Olegé jersey wallpaper they put out. Oh, this, do you have still the still Chevy Ojale one? Well, my, my lock screen is my dog, but then my because you know, I don't really see it. Uh, I think I'm going to keep it to remind myself to you know keep it in check. Number thirty-seven. Yeah. Oh man. Um, do we have anything else we need to hit here? Anything else in chat that we need to address? Uh, I don't think so. We got to JBL. I just heard the dial of noise. Watching. <laughs> <laughs> That's amazing. Uh, but uh, no, thank you to everyone who tuned in for this yes. live. It's been a lot of fun. I know it was last minute, but uh, thanks to everyone for tuning in. Uh, yeah. Do we have anything else we need to plug? I mean, if you haven't listened to oh, the pod. That you- the Instagram. Ooh, Watch GSPN oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. on Instagram. We launched an IG. There's a poll right now. You can weigh in on if you want the Bucks to go get Bradley Beal or not. Uh, we're posting a good amount of content, so go follow at Watch GSPN. Vote in the poll. You could be our 100th follower. We're at 39 now, so you have time to be number 100. But go follow the IG page for for more GSPN content. Please do. Uh, we're trying to get that building. But uh, yeah, thank you to everyone for listening. Make sure you check out GSPN.info 
for all things GSPN, whether it's uh, the links to all the pods, uh, whether it's the Discord link, the Substack link, well, all the links are at gspn.info if you want to check that out. Make sure you're subscribed to this YouTube channel and you have notifications on so you don't miss a live that we do in the future. Make sure, And if you're listening to this as a podcast, make sure you are uh, subscribed on your podcast platform of choice and leave a five-star rating and review Pod Random, and we will talk to you next time.